0: Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads. Stand by for action. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster. The Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads. It's the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers, and schools. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening in the world, it's lovely that you're joining us, and we hope that you find something useful from our episodes. Over a 130 episodes now. Eddie's sitting here with me. He's looking very eager because he's not yet had his morning sausage. You know what he likes? He always likes his morning sausages, listeners, and he's not had it yet and he's looking at me saying hurry up I want my sausages so let's get on with the show now it's always great to have great resources on the show and we like having people who offer resources not just for schools but for people who are home teaching it's always worthwhile you can never ever have too many resources when it comes to uh, the education of our children and we've got one for you today inspire and to tell us all about it is Luke Whitehouse. Welcome to the show, Luke. Morning, Dave. And more importantly, morning, uh, morning, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. He's morning, down. Eddie. <laughs> he's down here. He normally sits in his co-pilot seat, but for some reason, he's sitting on the floor today. Um, <laughs> Luke, um, tell us all about Inspire Education.
1: It's broken into three parts, I suppose. You, you've got the the main platform, which is you know with the children access with the the teachers access then we we work alongside it's worth it's worth sharing this we work alongside a company called mosaic and we've embedded all of the mosaic platform and all of their stuff into inspire as well and then we also run virtual reality workshops historic workshops and we sell artifacts to schools so it's a, it's a colossus uh, resource really is so it's a it's a big one but the main area is that the, the online platforms
0: and and this is something for teachers to um to, when they're planning their lessons is that is that how it works
1: yeah well it, it's twofold so it really is uh, so it's broke. we focus really on literacy and history and geography right so that's kind of the inspire area and on the on this platform You've got all the lesson plans, of course. You've got all the pedagogy that sits behind it. But I suppose the kind of the sparkle dust is that every area has its own interactive scene. So, for example, if you're, I oh, know, if you're in year three and you're teaching the Stone Age, it's really, really difficult to describe the Stone Age, particularly the different eras like Paleolithic, Mesolithic, Neolithic. I mean, if you're even if you're asking a professional historian for them to articulate the intricate differences between these periods is really difficult. And yet they are huge, you know, these are massive, massive periods of time and so much happens. So what we have, we have these interactive scenes and they're like timelines and they look, I suppose, they look like a game, right? But they they kind of look real life, all 3D. And you can see an area, so you can see a landscape. And on that landscape, you're in the Paleolithic era and it's all very cold. You can play the sounds and you can see people doing their jobs in their little tents, right? And then you can click the timeline and then jump thousands of years into the future and go into the Mesolithic and the Neolithic period. And the topography changes on the scene. The houses change, the landscape changes, and you can see really continuity and change, how these amazing time periods change in time. And you know, I'm just picking on the Stone Age, but you know, let's take ancient Greece. <clears throat> this is a really long answer, sorry, but let's take ancient Greece ancient greece you know you've got a a number of eras you've got the minoan period you've got the mycenaean period you've got the dark ages you've got the classical period you've got the hellenistic period you know the the massive mammoth time period and what children need to know they need to know the differences of how these these civilizations changed in time and and so what inspired us in the stone age in the ancient grecian area in the roman area it allows you to see um how these periods Change civilization they're able to see the different architecture of the buildings they're able to see the different clothing that was worn the change in cuisine and diet the change in culture in art and they're able to see this visually and sitting all behind that are you know hundreds and hundreds of lessons we work very closely with members of the historic association so some of your listeners may have heard of people called Mr T right Stuart Tiffany um so he's he's a Huge uh, part of our work, and he helps considerably. Another guy called Glenn Carter, he's up in North. He runs the History Rocks Facebook channel, so it's well worth following him, and he helps us a lot as well. So we're very tight with those members of the Historic Association, uh, so we work collaboratively with them. So hopefully that makes sense. That's the Inspire platform. I haven't even even got onto the Mosaic area yet, but that's the Inspire.
0: In regard to mosaic that you mentioned how does that dovetail in
1: oh great great question so so mosaic are amazing so what mosaic do um they they provide hundreds and when i say we're we're, we're, we're probably over a thousand now so you know over a thousand 3d models diagrams cross sections maps environments people processes across all of your subjects, history, geography, and science across all of your topics, volcanoes, rainforests, ancient Egypt. And what Mosaic do is, um, it's quite phenomenal. So you can actually take a walk around ancient cities. So if you're looking at the Maya and you wanna look at Chichen Itza, So you can go into the Mosaic 3D environment and you can actually walk around Chichen Itza and you have a voiceover and it will explain to you the various parts. You can look at a bird's eye view. You can go inside buildings. Um, Like if you want to look at the pyramids of Giza, you can go actually inside, look at all the network of tunnels. You can take a walk around Tutankhamun's tomb. They have got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And again, everything's explained, you've got all the voiceovers, but what's really, really cool is, I mean, I'm picking on the history here. What's super effective is say, if you're teaching the rainforest, uh, sorry, let's, let's go to the water cycle, right? So the water cycle, which is a part of their science curriculum. Now there's different processes happening simultaneously. And if you're looking at a linear video, for example, it's very difficult for the children to kind of process in a five minute video all the different intricate things that are happening. Because if they're looking at a 3D model, a 3D process, they're able to see everything a bit like a picture i suppose you see a picture of a a water cycle with all the arrows but what this does it allows you to turn this environment around see inside the the crevices of where the water sinks in go inside the earth see visually the entirety of the water cycle and i mean that's just one as i said there are hundreds of them, so what we do is we embed the Mosaic software into the Inspire software. So if they're looking at, let's go back to the Stone Age and keep the focus, not only do they have this visual timeline where they're able to see visually how the different eras change in time with all of these animations happening simultaneously, not only do the children have then a plethora of video footage to kind of access with all the quizzes and all the reading materials, But they then have, uh, let's say, 40, right, I don't know on the top of my head, let's just say 40 3D models on the Stone Age to the Iron Age. So they can go and see how tools changed in time and they can see what the Stone Age tools look like and how they compare to the Iron Age and the development that happened over that period of time. They can see um, compare and contrast uh, a Bronze Age settlement in Britain to that of... Um, a Bronze Age settlement in the Far East, in all in the Middle East, and they can see the different types of buildings and the different networks and the different types of architecture. So there are just multiple routes and multiple variables that the teacher really can then access for the children and just provide just, I mean, you know, it's hard to articulate, but the resourcing, I mean, we, you know, we work with with Mosaic yeah the resourcing is unbelievably powerful it is unbelievably powerful and the children can access this at home as well um and quite a lot of our you know schools allow children to access it at home as well and you find that actually they're just looking at it like seven o'clock at night eight o'clock at night they should be in bed <laughs> they, they should be in bed right well... uh, but they're not they're not, they're on Inspire, they're on a mosaic and, you know, there, there's a silver lining there and it's just great to see, it really is.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's great to, to know that there are resources like that for them to, to inspire them when they, yeah. when they are looking at, at things at, at home because it's very, very important. And, of course, every day is a school day, we all know that, even as us older adults, we know that we we'll always carry on learning, you learn something new every day and um, let's hope that, I'm sure... That uh, that the stuff that you and Mosaic provide will help our children to grow in their learning. Now, you you mention also about uh, artifacts. Yes. How does that How does that dovetail in? So uh,
1: when they're on a lesson, so they're looking at a lesson before they actually get into the platforms. There's a number of options these teachers can do. So, for example, they can they're looking at a lesson plan can access the reading materials they can access some of the 3d stuff they can go into the interactive scenes and there's also an option because it's really hard for teachers to um to have everything all at what you know have everything in one area so there's also an option for them to purchase artifacts for their topic and it's all in one area so they just click on the button it takes us to takes them to the shop uh and it will go directly to the area they want so if they're in a if they're in the Roman lesson, an ancient Roman lesson in Britain, click on the button. It goes right to the Roman shop, and they can buy they can buy little boxes of artifacts to have in their classroom. And um, all these artifacts are sourced from you know really really sound places. So Starbeck Education, who are I think nation- nationally known as being one of the the best artifacts um, sources. We work really closely with them. So all of our stuff comes from them. But the great thing is if they're an Inspire or a Mosaic customer, they get like 10% off um, and so, yeah, we source for all from Starbucks, so they get they get a big discount, and that you know those that that can go a long way, ten percent.
0: Absolutely, and the, yeah. and the great thing about uh, actually holding something because we we've, we've got a lot of artifacts that we keep at school, and we put the we store them, of course, in plastic boxes, and then get them out for each lesson, and you can see the child's excitement of actually holding something, especially particularly when we do things like Victoriana and. Yeah and, and the, yeah. and the world religions. And they can actually see and touch and hold the things that, um, you know, have been used over the centuries. It, it makes their learning come to life, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. I think artifacts are brilliant. They're just brilliant because and these ones are great because um, I think most of them are handmade. So so, for example, if they're buying a piece of pottery. Um, that's been made by a professional potter who takes a fascination in history. So when they get these artifacts, they're not the real deal. They're not like taken from the British Museum. But in terms of the way they look, they are like pretty authentic. Um, so uh, the, you know, the Stone Age stuff, again, again is all very much focused on uh, that archaic materials. And then if they're looking at things like the Vikings, um that the artifacts are made out of resin so I don't know whether they I don't know if you're a historian I haven't even asked you but 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 the the Lewis chess pieces that were found in Scotland in the Isle of Lewis uh, you know they've got Norway heritage amazing chess piece and some of the most famous kind of Viking Anglo-Saxon artifacts you can see. Well, you know, in our Anglo-Saxon Viking artifact box, they've got little replicas of these um, uh these little Lewis chess pieces. Now, the ones originally, they I think they're made from tusk, uh, whale, um, not whale, seal. I think so. They made they made us like ivory, right? So obviously we can't do that. But the materials they make, it, it looks like ivory. It's made mm-hmm. out of a. a resin and it, and it looks really really cool and the children can handle these and uh, yeah get a good sense of what they look like
0: mm, mm and and all of that is really really important because uh particularly now that it's so expensive uh to to take children on coaches now and on buses because because of the transport costs and all of that it's lovely to take them but you can't go like we used to and you just get them on a bus and go you know I mean like we have to plan and budget for our our lessons And, and the great thing about what you're offering is experiential learning with with them actually staying in the classroom
1: oh absolutely like yeah I mean to go to these places, I mean historical sites. They're so far spread out in a way, um, particularly when you're looking at, particularly when you're looking actually at primary history, because primary history focuses on very much part of the curriculum focuses on Britain and the development of Britain throughout prehistory into to kind of the Vikings, and then you end in ten sixty six. Right. So, you know, these sites are very, very um, spread out. It's very difficult for schools, particularly in isolated areas to get to these areas. So we've got it all. You know, we've we've got these 3D areas. So, for example, um, uh, I don't know if they're looking at Creswell Crags. Right. We've got an actual replica of Creswell Crags, uh, one of you know, a famous again, another famous Stone Age site. We've got a, a 3D replication of it and they can turn it around, have a look inside. Um, some of the the famous um, villas, the Roman villas, um, that are spread out in the UK, very difficult to go to, and particularly with children as well. Um, we've got the replicas, so the children can actually visually see these amazing British locations in history uh, without the need of you know traveling. Let, let me make one thing clear. I really do vow I think going on trips is really important. Oh yeah, so do I. Yeah, you know, I like. Mm. It, 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 ideally, it'd be better to actually go to these locations and see them on a screen. But like you said, you, we can't do that all the time, no, and no. It's, it's cherry picking. Really, what would be the most suitable? So yeah, we've got it all visually. For um, yeah.
0: it's 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 so so important. I mean, yeah, you're right. The 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 stuff where uh, we're we're very lucky that we've got. Um, the space centre not that far away from us over in Leicester so that that's that's reachable for older children not so much for infants because we need so many toilet blocks when we're de- toilet stops when we're when we're dealing yeah. with infants but with older children you know that's doable that's reachable and that's and we're so we're very lucky where we are but not all schools are like that and it but that experiential learning you know you when you mentioned about the Vikings it took me back 50 years and my dad used to take me to a place, I'm, I'm a Kent boy, and my dad used to take me down to a place called Pegwell Bay, down on, on the south coast, and at that time it had huge, absolutely huge hovercraft, which used to come across from France because there was no Eurostar in those days, and, and the ferries were very slow and laborious things, but these huge hovercraft used to take... Uh, people over i think it was about 30 minute flight across the channel in these huge hovercraft and my dad took me all the way there but he spent all of his time moaning because he packed the car and we got this picnic going i mean but i explored the beach further along uh, and he took me to see these wonderful hovercraft these amazing craft and i found uh, an old viking ship no was, way. Yeah, it was a Viking boat, and it, and I thought, why have they got a Viking boat there? Well, it was because Hengist and Horsa um, yeah. landed there apparently, wow. and they landed, yeah. there. and it was it was open to the elements, and we could actually touch it. I mean, now if you go down there, they've got a fence around it, and it's all got, uh, it's all been environmentally protected. Uh, of course, and, yeah, and it's and it's all that and. The sad thing is is that the, the hovercraft finished and, it, and the hovercraft port is just all disused and just left and everybody moved out. I think it was in the late 80s, I think it closed. And so the thing that my dad took me to see that he thought would be really, really exciting and would fire my imagination, uh, I, I didn't spend all my time watching the hovercraft. I was ca- encapsulated by this, this Viking ship. You know, I not- tell you
1: what, how old were you, uh, Dave? Oh. Don't want me asking
0: I must have been oh, I don't about I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> I'm I do not know. I must have been about 10 or 11, I yeah, think, yeah. I guess. You know. i tell but, you what that, Yeah, go on. So no, go on. Go on. So it just it just inspired me and I came back and I remember him saying to my mum as he was going home, I'm not going to swear because we're on a podcast, but he was <laughs> and he said I took him <laughs> all that way to see those amazing hovercraft and all he keeps going on about is that blooming uh viking ship <laughs> you know i'm fed up with it and and, and at, at that time you know yeah. you could actually you could climb aboard it i mean you can't do it now but it was it was like a it was it's like amazing. something that the council had put up i'm guessing it was something that yeah. the council had put up to mark where hengist and Horsa had landed and and it was everybody had ignored it Whereas but it was an original, an original, well, I, don't, I don't know if it was original, I don't know if it was right. original or whether it, it was a somebody had done it to to market, you know, you know, okay, like how, okay, yeah, so yeah. it may have been something that an historic society had put there, I don't know. But it, yeah. it, it there was apart from one very small information board. that that told you the story of Hengist and Horsa. I wouldn't have even known what it was. But uh, it was just funny. You know, there's millions and millions of pounds worth of of hovercraft flying in and out. I mean, they used to take cars on these hovercraft. It was absolutely huge. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you can probably find the old film of, of the hoverport at Pegwell Bay. But just further along the beach, if people walked a little bit further along whereas now i think it's it's like a you know it's well protected and and people can still go and visit that viking that viking ship that um at the time when i was there 50 odd 60 odd years ago it That's was amazing. A, amazing isn't it but yeah, well, you, it, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. i still remember it it's the actual well, experience of of thinking oh vikings Vikings you know the ones with the horns on their head you know for a 10 year old boy it was exciting
1: yeah I tell you what, um, I tell you what as well. You just proved the point there. But by the way, by the way, uh, the Vikings actually didn't have horns on there. Oh, their- there you go. <laughs> you
0: see, there you go. Yeah, Ten-year-old yeah, yeah. boy. Ten-year-old. Ten-year-old boy. Fifty I, but, years ago. <laughs>
1: You've you, you proved the point there. You proved the point, which is every child, and I, you know, I'm including boys and girls in this. Every child loves history, and I think they're tapped into that because a lot of history requires imagination lots of our you know lots of our kind of fictional stories are based upon ancient history i mean even in adulthood lord of the rings for example is based upon viking danish uh mythology uh yeah so i mean star wars even in mm. science fiction it's based upon all of these myths and legends and so you know, history is prime for children, and I would suggest—I'm making a bold statement here. You'll probably—I'll probably divide your audience with this, <laughs> so I apologize, audience. I do apologize, but I would suggest that the history that these children are learning from the age of well, from year three to year six. So in that three-year period. This is the best history these kids are ever going to learn, right? So I'm mean, let's go through them. The Vikings, you've said. I mean, it's just brutal. The Anglo-Saxons, it is brutal. Uh, the ancient Egyptians, fascinating. Ancient Sumner, um, you've got the Maya dynasty. You've got the Romans. I mean, come on. I mean, th- th- you've got the ancient Greeks. These are massive, uh, epic, like timelines. And i think it i think we've got to do it justice mm, mm. i think we've got to we've got to serve this history absolute justice and uh like you as a 10 a year old boy seeing that buying king ship, it blew your mind you know yeah. that was it today 50 years on and that's half a century yeah. right mm. <laughs> you still remember it and mm. so um I, I, history lends itself to so much so much stuff it lends itself to literacy it lends itself to creativity so yeah that, that's what we're all about and I you've just proved the point there proved yeah the point.
0: well it's it, 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 all of those things <laughs> whether it's the Vikings or the Romans I mean they still influence influence us today. And they and they yep. still yep. they still impact upon our lives today. So um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, think about how you teach uh, your child or your pupils about history and how you can make them come alive. And it sounds like we've found a, a real treasure trove here in what Luke has been saying and sharing with us uh, today. Um, and maybe you should go and visit uh his website and find out more about it. Now if people want to find out more about inspire and mosaic and all all your artifacts where's the best place for them to go Luke? The best place to go to our our, our site
1: which is the inspire site is www.inspire.education. inspire.education
0: really nice and easy so www.inspire.education Inspire wonderful. Um oh, b- I'm guessing that you're expecting to, for this to to grow like flotsam, and you'll have other material as as the future goes on.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we're releasing stuff all the time. So we're just working on early Islam as our um, as our next uh, topic, and then we'll be working on ancient Sumner. Um, the the focus on Britain, we've got everything ready. So and that's really important. It's it's so for example, when we're looking at the Romans, when we look at the Vikings, we're looking at the, the Anglo Saxons. Uh, when we're looking at the Stone Age, Iron Age, Bronze Age, it is impact on Britain. You've alluded to that. Right? So, you know, our language is based upon you know, parts of Norse, parts of Anglo-Saxon, parts of Latin. It's amalgamation of all these different tribes and civilizations who came to this country, and so that's what our kind of the bulk is. It's all of these civilizations and its impact on Britain. We obviously latch everything onto the national curriculum, but we've got the Maya, uh, the you know ancient Sumner. Rainforest Volcano. So, yeah, we're building and building all the time um, and adding every every term.
0: Brilliant. Sounds great. Now, one of the things that um, people are going to be thinking to themselves who are listening to this podcast is about money, and obviously, um, it budgets. School budgets are tight, etc. But if if a school is thinking about using Inspire, what sort of money is it? Is it Cost per pupil, or is there a oh. blanket cover? We, 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 I'm an ex teacher, right, and
1: quite a lot of us who 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 began this are all ex teachers, so we we really know about budgets, and uh you know, we really know about uh, you know making sure that these schools have money to spend on other things, and so everything I've told you, so all of the Mosaic, all of the Inspire for children, for teachers, for a whole school, for for starts at 400 quid right all of our prices are on our website in a way so it starts at 400 quid and if you're in an academy or you work with those schools we can even bring it really you know much, much cheaper than that so it, it's it i'm hoping for any teacher listening who has a budget and i'm hoping for what we've discussed that is that is not a lot of money and what i tend to do is as well it includes free training and it's always, we always start off with an an initial meeting, a bit like this, and it'll be with, you know, maybe with, probably with me, and I'll be walking through, talking about the curriculum, so it's all very bespoke, it's all very bespoke, and we work with the school, the school doesn't work with us, we work with the school.
0: Brilliant. Well, it, it's there you are, listeners. It just goes to show there's always that extra resource that you can find uh, on Eddie's launch pads. And hopefully, you found a real treasure trove today. If you're a subject leader and you, your responsibility is history or geography, here's something that you maybe you want to explore. If you've got a little budget, you know, here's something that you can explore with Luke and see whether it can help you. Luke, thank you for your time today. As always, listeners, You're if welcome. you if you want to go and find out more, uh, go into the text of this podcast. You'll find the link. You're just one click away from Luke and his amazing resources. Go on there and find them. Um, but Luke, thank you. Long may your resources fly and oh, and and you. long may and long may the work that you do bring fruit and uh, hopefully in 60 years time there'll be a um, a young or a, might, maybe not so young maybe an old man like me who will say oh I can remember 60 years ago holding on to an inspire resource, an artifact and I, and I'll never forget that you know oh that'd be great that'd be, be great. wouldn't that be great
1: Yeah, that'd be
0: great. Thanks for your time today, Luke. You're welcome.
1: Thank you ever so much. Thank you.
0: And so another great launchpad show comes to an end. But don't worry, Eddie and Captain Dave will be back next week for another exciting trip on their learning journey. Until next time, be kind, be respectful, and don't forget to dream, believe, and shine.